Well, it is a real joy to introduce a new friend to you. I had heard Jody Jennings' name many times, but I'd never met Jody until today. Uh, Chris knew him and uh, asked if, if he could invite Jody to speak at this conference, and I'm so glad we invited him. Uh, one of the good things about being in two services is that I got my notes from the first service, but I still got some blanks I need to fill in, so I'm going to get the rest of it this time. Uh, I've already confessed to Jody. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of preaching next year, different places, and I said, brother, I'm going to preach that. I may or may not give you credit for it, but I'm going to preach that uh, somewhere next year probably. Uh, let me tell you about Jody Jennings. Uh, currently, he is serving as the BSU director at North Greenville University. He's also the president of Macedonian Call Ministries, and they support over 100 missionaries around the world. Uh, Jody and his wife, Emily, have served with the International Mission Board uh, for three years. They were uh, serving the Lord and, the, and serving with the board in Uganda. They also were church planters with the North American Mission Board in North Dakota. And along the way somewhere, they had five children in the process of all doing all of that. Jody is passionate about leading others to embrace God's call and to make disciples. And I want to tell you something. He preaches the Word of God. Would you welcome today, after we've got a little video, when he comes up, you just give him a good amount of air welcome. Don't forget, all right? Now, I want to tell you something about this video. Chris made this video, and every place that you see are places where our mission partners are serving. And I told him yesterday as we were meeting together, I had a time with just our mission partners. I told him yesterday, I said, those places on the video look familiar to you. That's what you call home. And you used to call this home. And God called you to go. So just know that as you watch that video, you might think, I wonder where that is. They know where it is. They live there. Let's watch it together. It is an honor to be with you all today and to just uh, experience Mount Airy. Let me tell you, you need to give your pastor a raise because he runs back and forth, back and forth on Sundays. I'm trying to keep up with him. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. Do you realize that Mount Airy is reaching the world? How about that? Like, how, how about the fact that here we are in Easley, South Carolina, and your influence reaches 
Not just in this geographic location. Not just in a small regional way. Not just in the United States of America. But around the world. Man, what an incredible thing. What, what, what an amazing experience to look around at the people sitting next to you and to see how God's using them. To look at these missionaries who are here and to see how God's using them. That they used to sit right where you are. And God somehow, in some ways, arranged the situation and circumstances of their life to where they could, they could get up leave this place, move to another geographic location, and serve God there. But, but, but get it straight this morning. Let me make sure I'm clear on the front end. It's not just about these missionaries. It's about the mission of God. We, we, we don't have missions conferences that are all about missions in different places. And No, we have one mission. One mission that God has called us your theme verse for uh, this conference. And I hope that you'll come back tonight and have some dialogue with the mission partners that you have and you can talk further about what God's doing there with them. But, but the overall verse, the theme verse would be Mark chapter 16, verse 15, where it says, Go and preach the gospel. Jesus says to His disciples, Go and preach the gospel to all creation. Not just some. Not just a few. Not just a handful, but to all creation. Now, now you can get very comfortable hearing that. In fact, I would, I, would, uh, I would think that every Sunday in this place, that you're hearing your pastor in and, and your Sunday school class or your BFGs, what, whatever the title is, that you would hear oftentimes that, that God... That God, His heart is to reach the world. But sometimes you can get so comfortable hearing that, that it loses a little bit. Uh, maybe you can identify with this, and maybe you can relate. Uh, some of you have been married for a considerable amount of time. Some of you uh, have been married for a short period of time, or maybe like my wife and I for 16 years. You know, There's all... But can you think back to your first date? Can you think back to what that was like? And for some of you men, you, you actually took a shower before you went out. Some of you ladies, you, you, put, your, you, you put your hair on, I almost said. You, 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 made your, you made your hair just right. And there was a sense where, man, there's some expectation, there's some discovery, there's some... But, but as time goes on, it's not that you love your spouse less, it's just that you get a little more comfortable. And sometimes it's easy with the Word of God for us to hear a verse that God's called us to go and preach the Gospel to all creation and to just kind of be comfortable with that. Almost like we believe it, we're not quite sure we're going to give our whole self to it. But I, I want today to be kind of first date for you. I, I, want you to, I want you to hear the Word of God in such a way to where you open your hearts and you open your minds to receive and to say, God, yes, I want to be a part of what you're doing from our neighbors to the nations 
that, that this morning maybe you would take a step out in faith and to say that, God, I don't know what this looks like for me. I don't know what my future holds. I don't know where you will lead me, but I want to lay my yes on the table and say, wherever it is, God, I will go. That you would begin or continue in the process of seeing the nations, the people of the world, coming to faith in Christ. Now, and I want you to uh, join with me this morning as we look at the Scripture in the book of Jonah. Just a small book that, that, that you may have difficulty finding, in fact. Because oftentimes Jonah is relegated to, the, um, to our, our children's ministry. Many times the story of Jonah is something that's uh, left for the, um, the children to discover through veggie tales or something along those lines. That, that, that we somehow forget that Jonah is not just a made up story. It's not just about a big fish swallowing a man and spitting him out. And, and it's not just, but rather it's about something greater than that. It's about God's heart for all people. It details and shows us the story of God's redemption of a people who were far from Him, who needed His grace, who needed His message. It's it's a story of God working in the lives of people. And so if you look at Jonah, we'll just take verses 1 through 3 today. Jonah chapter 1, starting in verse number 1, it says this. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Now I want to take this passage and I just want us to walk through it. Look back at verse number 1, and it says that the word of the Lord... The word of the Lord came to Jonah. And I want to start there because I believe that's where we need to base and get our foundation from the understanding that God, that God is the focus of the story. The the word of the Lord. It's easy for us to think that this story is about Jonah. It's easy for us to think that this conference is about our mission partners. It's easy for us to think that the Bible, when we read it, is about us. But but I need to tell you this morning that that's not the case. The main character in this story, the main character in all of the Scripture, is not man, but rather it is God. If you get that mixed up, you will come to the Bible like a self-help book and you'll start to say, what does it say about me? What does it say about me? No, when you get to the Bible, you don't get yourself, you get God. It's the Word of the Lord. And God is the primary character in this passage. It's not the big fish that was mentioned, that's mentioned four times if you read the entire story. It's not the great city of Nineveh that's mentioned nine times. It's not even Jonah who's mentioned 18 times. But rather, it is God who is mentioned 38 times throughout the Scripture. It's about His heart for the people that He created. In the image of God, He created every person on this planet. 
There are people who live in far off places that you may not ever meet, but that you will discover if you look around that they need Christ. In fact, over a, a, a third of the world's population currently, if statistics are correct, that over a third of the people in the world have never even heard of the name of Jesus. How is that okay with us this morning? How is it okay that, that people in far off places may have never heard of Jesus and yet we sit comfortably when we need to get our minds wrapped around that it is God who is the central character of this passage and who we need to be, that we need to get on board with His mission in the world. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. But it's not just that he's the main character. It's also the fact that God initiated the mission. Because the word of the Lord came to Jonah. He, he, Jonah wasn't out looking around and trying to find God's will. He, what, what do I need? No, no, God himself came to Jonah. The word of the Lord came and he initiated the mission. Do you, do you see it this morning that, that God initiated the mission in your life? That He came to you. He, he came to you when you were lost. When you were disconnected from Him. When, when you were by nature a child of wrath. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to come. To this earth and die on a cross for you. He initiated the mission. And so listen, that's, that's good news for us. That ought to cause us to say, thank you Jesus. That when I was, we just sing, like, uh, we, we sing Amazing Grace like we just know the song. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost but now I'm found, was blind but now I see. Amazing. Do you realize what we sing when we say that? We, we, we declare that God, we were so far from, that ought to cause us to just, I know this is Mount Airy Baptist Church, but that ought to cause us to get a little excited and maybe a little Bapticostal to where we just say, thank you Jesus that when I could not come to where you are, you came to me. And God initiated the mission with us and He initiates the mission in all of the world. And He calls us to go. He calls us to be part of His story in the world. So I guess the question this morning is, how are we doing, right? Maybe this morning you're here and you've never really experienced Christ in the sense of saving faith. You may have been in church many times, but you've never trusted Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. He's initiating. He's initiating a relationship with you today. And at the end of this service, I want to invite you to come and give your life to Jesus. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. But watch this. The word of the Lord came to him, and then he gives him a very, very clear 
very clear calling. Go is what God said. Go. Two simple letters. One simple call. Go. Now, I know that you are familiar and understand that that God is consistently throughout the Bible a God of activity. He's not a God that calls people just to sit on the sideline. He's not a God that just asks people to, to come and receive His Word, but He's also a God of activity. In fact, you look back and you would remember that He called Noah to go into the ark. He called Abraham to go to the place that he would show him. He called Moses to go to Pharaoh's house. He called Samuel to go and anoint David as king of Israel. He called Isaiah to go and tell the people, Go! Go! God is a God of action. He calls us to go. There's a pattern of activity. There's a pattern of of movement. Now, my son um, Luke is our, our third born, and uh, Luke is playing uh, football currently. He's 10 years old, and he, this is really his first year playing um, football and, and organized football. Uh, and so he's on a team, and he's not, uh, he's not the I know it's hard to believe because his father is so athletically inclined, but he's not necessarily the the most talented of individuals on his team. And so Luke oftentimes stands on the sideline and watches as everyone else plays. And he sits and he watches. But when coach looks and he goes, hey, Get in there. It's as if something comes inside him and he runs on that field. He doesn't know where he's running. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he's running. And so he, he goes and he, he gets two plays and then they're like, okay, your turn to come out and he comes back over. You know? and so, but, but there's this pattern within him. There's this, there's this activity that causes, when, when he sees his opportunity, he goes after it because, watch, when you understand that God is calling you to get out there and to go, there's this sense where this is what we were made for. This is what God designed us for. That we would be in the experience, not just sitting beside and watching other people do it. The people who complain the most are typically the ones who are doing the least. If you are going and being part of the mission of God, you don't have time to complain about the color of the carpet or how hard the pews are or what there's going on over there. You don't have time for all that because you're getting after the mission of God and you're keeping your eyes on your own paper and you're going after what God has called you to do to go from our neighbors to the nations that all people may know Him and experience Him and have a personal relationship with Him. That you would go. Don't just sit and soak. Don't just come to church 
but be the church and go. Now, going is not so much wrapped up in the geographic location. Going is not so much concerned with where you may be. Because God is the one who initiated the mission. He's the one who started it all. And He will be faithful to show you where you ought to go. Don't, don't think that, hey, eventually one day I'll be, I'll be just sitting there and like lightning from the sky, God will come down and show me, I need you to go there. No, you just begin with saying, God, I will go. You show me where it might be. And, and what you do is you watch, you find God's will by doing God's will. You remember finding Nemo? You remember the little fish Dory? You remember she couldn't remember stuff? She got confused all the time? But she had this saying, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. She didn't know, but she knew, just keep swimming. And, and so I'm saying to you, just keep doing, just keep doing, just keep doing the will of God. Do God's will today. God, this is what you had for me. I'm going today. Wherever you lead me, I will go. It may be at my job. It may be in my neighborhood. It may be I'm retired and I have the opportunity to go play golf every day and these are my people. And so you're just going to go to those people today. You're just going to go to the people tomorrow. You're just going to go the next day and the next day and a month from now and a year from now. And eventually you'll look back over your shoulder and you'll say, God, how did you ever get me here? Well, you got here by going back there. You, you find God's will by doing God's will. It's just a simple process, but you got to start going. And God will reveal to you just like He did to Jonah. He said, go to the great city of Nineveh. He called him and asked him to go to a place just by discovering what God's will was for him that day. Go to the great city of Nineveh. God will always direct your next step. He'll always do it. But can I say something to you that I hope you'll receive? Some of you need to sign up for a short-term trip. You need to commit that you're going to be part of a short-term trip out of this church. Some of you need to, to give some resources to the to the tiny house project. Some of you need to, to go to another location. You, you need to... But you got to start today. I heard a missionary say one time, and I firmly believe it, there's no transformation by aviation. You can't just get on a plane and go do something over there that you're not doing today. you got to go today to the place that God is leading you right now. And for some of you, that's your next door neighbor. For some of you, that's another part of this state, another part of the United States. For some of you, it's a far off place. But you got to go today where God calls you to go. Now, now listen, and I got to talk fast so y'all listen fast so I can get you out of here. Don't get the idea that if you go, life will be easy. In fact, I would almost say to you that it will be it will be hard. 
Because we face a real enemy that does not want us to get the message of Jesus to other people. In fact, God called Jonah to go to a a place called Nineveh. And if you studied Nineveh a little bit, you would understand that, that if you were a Jew living in 9th century B.C., you, you would have wanted to go almost any place but there. Because the people of Nineveh, uh, they were a godless, wicked, violent people, the Assyrians. And, and archaeological inscriptions have been found in which Assyrian kings boast of their own cruelty. That they would, they would destroy their people, they would kill them, and then they would, they would basically take their bodies and they would uh, display them around their city to reveal, in Nineveh, to reveal the, to people coming against them, hey, this is what we do to people who come against us. So Jonah looks and he goes, go there? But yet God was calling him to go. And maybe for you, God's calling you to a hard place and you go, God, there? To, to a people who look different than me? To people who have a different socioeconomic status than I do? To people who speak differently than me? To people who think different than I do? Maybe, just maybe, God's calling you to go to a place where nobody else will go. And God calls Jonah to go there. Now watch. When He calls him to go there, He doesn't just call them to go, call Jonah to go there and live. He doesn't just call Jonah to go there and do good things. He doesn't just call Jonah to go there and somehow in some way be present. He calls Jonah to go, and if you look in verse number 2, he says, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it. Go there and proclaim the message of God. I am highly in favor of the idea that we should live incarnationally with people and demonstrate the love of God. But can I tell you that we have to be people who will get the message of God from our hearts to our lips to the people who need to hear it the most. We, we cannot be safe. We cannot just be be content with not proclaiming the message. We must, we must, we must preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who are far from Him or else they will never be brought into relationship with Him. You, you've got to get the gospel, the good news of Jesus, out of your mouth. I, I am convinced more and more that it's not that people don't want to hear the good news. It's that the church is being unwilling to share the good news. When was the last time that you shared Christ with someone? Last week? Where, where you just told them, you said, listen, man, God's done a work in my life. The reality is that I was separated from Him. 
But He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, so that I could be brought into relationship with Him. When when was the last time? Last month? Last year? If statistics are true, the majority of people in churches today have never or rarely have shared the good news of Jesus. It's not... It's not that people don't want to hear. It's that we're not giving it to them. I just got back from Cuba last week. Um, in the ministry that I help lead, uh, we, we support 99 missionaries down there. And in the last six months, they've seen almost 3,000 people come to faith in Jesus. Through those, those people just sharing the gospel. They've seen over 300 people baptized. Almost 500, 489 I believe it is, house churches that are started. Small group Bible studies in homes. And I sit across the table from them and I say, hey, what what are you doing? Help me understand, how is this possible? And you know what they say to me? They say, we just share the gospel uh, wait, 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 wait. Do you, do you have a clever plan? Do you have a, like, do you guys have, like, a, a, a mobile unit that travels around and puts up? No, 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 no. We just share the gospel. And every day, they wake up and they believe what the Bible says, that people will spend eternity in one of two places, and they go and they preach. Not, not preach like what I'm doing up here today, but they live in relationship and share the gospel with people. Can I, again, please. I, this is not something for the professionals to do. This is not for your pastor just to do. It's not just for the missionaries just to do. This is for followers of Jesus Christ to give their life to sharing the gospel with people. To proclaim the message from our neighbors to the nations. Go and preach against it. We got lots of excuses. We don't know what to say. Man, just get... You You probably have been in church numerous times. If you've been here more than two or three weeks, you've heard the gospel preached. You just get the gospel to those people. You don't know how to say it. Man, just, just figure... All you got to do is tell them your story and how God's changed you. We don't know when to say it. Every chance you get. Every opportunity. But among those excuses, I think the primary thing is that we've forgotten, back to the very beginning, we've forgotten that God's heart is for all people. God had called the people of Israel to be His light to the nations. You track back the history of the people of God, back to Genesis, and always God is leading His people, and they're encountering foreign nations, and God's saying, hey, I want you to be a light among them, that they will know that there's one true God. And so, the people of God, during that time, had forgotten God's call on their life. I don't think it's so different today. I don't think we're so different than they were. 
that many times we just live our life however we want to, going through the day-to-day activities and never getting the message of Jesus out of our mouth into the communities in which we live. Today, I wonder if today some of us need to just say to God, Lord, I want to go. I'm not saying you want to go on a mission trip. I'm not saying you want to go to, a, to, to Thailand or Uganda or any, any far off place or to Utah or to Baltimore. I'm not saying any, but I'm saying that you're willing to say, God, I will go where you lead me. Because you initiated it. You started this thing. And I want to be faithful to what you've called me to. Wherever that may be. From our neighbors to the nations. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes right where you are? I just want to thank you for being so attentive this morning. But, but before we leave, I want to give you an opportunity to respond. And I just want to ask you today. What will you do with the message that you've heard your pastor is going to be here at the front and maybe today you just need to come and say pastor I I want to go I don't know what that looks like I don't know where but I want to go maybe tonight it it means that you come and you go to one of our mission partners and you just say hey I want to be involved in a trip I want to Maybe it means that you need to give some resources that you've been setting aside for something else, but God's leading you to say, hey, I could have done that and I could consume it upon myself, but there's something greater. The mission of God. Whatever your response may be, would you just, this morning, right where you are, would you just say, God, I want to go. And when we stand in just a moment, if you need to come and make that public and speak to your pastor, you can come kneel here at the altar. But but would you just say yes to God today? Lord, I ask in this time, in these moments, that you would be honored and glorified. Lord, that people would just say yes to you. In Jesus' name, amen.